are listening to The Gwinnett Pulse, a podcast from the Gwinnett African American Caucus. This segment contains an interview for a candidate for public office in Gwinnett County. Reproduction in part or in full is prohibited without the express written consent of the Gwinnett African American Caucus, Democratic Party of Georgia. Hello, welcome, and this is the Gwinnett Pulse, a podcast from the Gwinnett African American Caucus, Democratic Party of Georgia, bringing you engaging political news, conversations, stories, and interviews from across Gwinnett County, the state of Georgia, and America that impact the Black community. I'm Kia Clark Crawford. These episodes mark the first episodes of the Gwinnett Pulse podcast, and they happen to come in the form of a series, which comes at a very important time. We'll call this series Choice, Election 2020. That's right, it's election season. And as we navigate these uncertain times, now more than ever, we are seeing the importance of good governance and strong leadership. So it's important that you are informed on candidates running for office in Gwinnett. And we at GAAC, we can help with that. We are bringing you interviews from Democratic candidates running for Gwinnett offices during the June 9th election. We remotely interview candidates to get their stances on issues that are important to you, the Gwinnett community, as well as issues that are important particularly to Black Gwinnettians. Our goal at GAAC is to unite, connect, and empower. And in order to be empowered, you must be informed. So let's dive in. Nicole Love Hendrickson is a Democratic candidate for County Commission Chair in Gwinnett County. The following is an interview of Ms. Hendrickson by Maxine Wheatley, Chair of the Gwinnett African American Caucus of the Democratic Party of Georgia. Hello, Ms. Hendrickson, and thanks for joining me today. Hello, thank you for having me. Now, there are several other Democratic candidates running for commission chair in Gwinnett County. What is it about you or your background that sets you apart from those candidates? In other words, why are you more qualified? That is a very great question, and I feel that I am most qualified for this because I have spent um, a great deal of time in Gwinnett County serving Uh, in a myriad of capacities. I have my degree in social work and I've uh, served in the nonprofit community, serving and addressing issues such as homelessness, food insecurity, um, uh, many of the issues surrounding poverty and been a a part of the front lines and addressing solutions uh, for our most indigent communities. Uh, I most recently served as the community outreach director for the Gwinnett County government and have built um, uh, a community outreach program from the ground up to educate residents about local government and helping them to understand the inner workings of how governments function. I've also served as a liaison between our local officials in the communities that they serve uh, in bringing light to the issues and the needs of our very diverse communities. I I feel that I'm most qualified because of my direct experience in local government, working for Gwinnett County government, working behind the scenes, helping to develop programs to help residents uh, and our county leaders alike understand the landscape of the change of demographics and help them understand how we can build and move um, our community forward by being inclusive and um, in forward thinking in, in terms of engaging residents at the table. 
Thank you. Now I'd like to turn to a few questions that may be of particular interest to African Americans here in the county. First, in recent years in communities all over the country, there have been incidents where unarmed blacks have been injured or killed by law enforcement officers. The ones that immediately come to mind are the incidents in Ferguson, Missouri and Baltimore. Last year, here in Gwinnett County, two law enforcement officers were fired for assaulting an unarmed black motorist following a traffic stop. If elected as commission chair, what policies, recommendations, or directives, if any, would you propose or support to help prevent incidents like that from occurring here in the county? Thank you for that question. That is so near and dear to my heart. I am raising a black son and I wholeheartedly believe that black lives matter. As somebody who has brothers, a husband, a dad, and has black African-American family uh, men in my family, uh, this resonates with me uh, because they've experienced this firsthand. Uh, and when I want, when my son grows up, I want him to have good working relationships with our law enforcement. So this is very important to me. When I served as the community outreach program director for the county, we worked on uh, community-based programs. I wholeheartedly believe that when you, when law enforcement is intentional about building public trust in their communities, being visible, building bridges, building relationships through community-based programs. I believe that you you have a lesser propensity um, to incite violence against communities. I also feel that uh, law enforcement also need to be intentional about how they're hiring officers and they need to hire people that look like the communities that they serve because there's a different level of understanding when you have African-American who are officers who are also serving the community and can understand the landscape and can relate to the communities. We want more people of color going into these fields, but you can't be what you can't see. And if you don't see officers that look like you, you're not going to go into this field. And I, I, I believe that that uh, is, is one of the issues that, that we see um, in Gwinnett County is through the hiring piece of it. Um, in addition, I think that there's an accountability uh, area that we can look at in terms of allowing citizens to participate in review boards that are looking at use of force and how that plays out in communities of color, not in, in even going beyond use of force, but also looking at profiling black and brown communities. Um, I, I think that there are a number of things that we can do that I would like to do as the chair uh, because I've, I've had experience in uh, working on community policing initiatives, uh, bringing forums to the community so that our youth can have intentional dialogue with our law enforcement. And uh, that's what I hope to do as chair. Well, that sort of leads me into my next question, um, which is also regarding law enforcement. In many cities and counties in the country, I don't have an exact count, but I know that there are many civilian review boards for law enforcement agencies. What are your thoughts about such boards in general? And do you believe that there's a place for such a civilian review board here in Gwinnett County? Absolutely. I, as I've mentioned, I believe that that is one area that we could uh, implement in our existing infrastructure that we have at the county in terms of community policing and holding police accountable. Um, it, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. I think if anything, it will only serve as a benefit for both our law enforcement and our community to have the community involved. I, I, as a community outreach director, I wholeheartedly believe in, in 
um, citizens being at the table and helping to drive decision making and also helping to drive decisions. And the Civilian Review Board is something that I would completely get behind. Thank you. As we all know, Gwinnett County is quite diverse. What, if anything, would you do as chair to ensure that there is diversity and equal opportunity at all levels of county employment, including at the professional, supervisory, and management levels? This is very important to me because when I did work at the county, uh, one thing is clear is that we lack representation of leadership positions in, in key areas that, that reflect the county. Uh, there are 12 administrative departments that report directly to the county administrator's office and only two are represented by um, racial or ethnic minorities. One is African-American. He leads the corrections department and one is South Asian and he leads our IT department. That is unacceptable to me when you have a large county of our size and we employ more than 5,000 people, um, yet the leadership structure still does not reflect the community. And I feel that we need to be more intentional from the employment standpoint and also even from our hiring practices and retention practices and how we're promoting from within and promoting very skilled and talented and qualified employees who look like the community up into these leadership positions. And, and I feel that the county could do a better job at that. And that is gonna take a concerted effort from departments, from our HR, from the community to ensure that we're building an inclusive platform to ensure equity and inclusion across the board. Thank you. Now I'd like to turn to some other important topics. The first is the 287G program. And for our listeners who may not know what that program is, um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about it. It's the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency, which authorizes local law enforcement departments to detain undocumented residents who are arrested for various crimes and then turn those individuals over to ICE. Now, here in Gwinnett County, we've participated in this program. Ms. Hendrickson, what is your position on the 287G program and if elected, would you support the county's continued participation in it? Thank you for the question. Um, so the Board of Commissioners does not participate or uh, vote to participate in the 287G program. That is the sheriff's office and that is a separate constitutional office. However, I am confident that the next elected sheriff who is going to be a Democrat will eliminate it and I will wholeheartedly support the Democratic sheriff that eliminates the 287G program. Um, it is a divisive program that creates um, division in our community. And um, I, I, I just don't support an, uh, a program that is a federal program being operated at the local level. I think the federal government can do their own job enforcing ICE and immigration. I don't think that should be um, left to our local law enforcement and our sheriff's department. I think it can be done by the federal government and they don't need us to do their bidding to do that. Um, and I will support the sheriff that uh, eliminates the 287G program. Okay, thank you. Now I'm going to turn to the issue that's foremost for all of us throughout the country, throughout the world now, and that's the issue of COVID-19. And by way of background, the caucus has issued a public statement opposing Governor Kemp's decision to reopen in the state uh, non-essential businesses. Recently, an article in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution noted an issue concerning the Gwinnett County Transit Workers Union. 
In the article, it reported that the union announced that workers would walk off the job um, because of safety issues surrounding COVID-19. The union reported that drivers wanted several protective measures to be taken, including social distancing, the use of clear shields, and requiring passengers to wear masks. Now, if you were a commission chair, what would be your position regarding this issue um, and specifically the protection or addressing the concerns of the transit workers? I feel that even though the transit workers are contracted and are union um, certified employees, I, I feel that we should protect them as if they're our own for the sake that they are transporting and commuting our residents to jobs, to necessary functions, to essential duties. And many of those transit workers also reside here in Gwinnett County. And I feel that we as a community and I as a chair, I would support negotiations to include in a contract that uh, supports additional protections to include um, uh, barriers on the buses, including PPE, um, considering hazard pay for such workers as well. Um, I, I think it's un unacceptable. We're in a pandemic. So we're all having to shift our focus. And even though they're mm -hmm. contracted, well, we have to change our contracts. That's just the nature of the pandemic that we're in. Everybody's having to shift our focus and, and shift priorities. And this is what we need to do in this case, too. Um, it, it's so funny you mentioned this today. I brought by, got a donation of 100 um, uh, and nine five masks, and I brought it over to Trans Development, who is our transit contractor for our transit workers, because they don't have access to that right now. And so I took initiative to bring them masks, and I feel like very least there's things that we can do on the ground to to um, uh, support our transit workers who are our community members. We need to look out for them. Thank you. Continuing along with the question concerning the pandemic and the county's budget. The Board of Commissioners recently adopted a $1.84 billion budget for fiscal year 2020. That budget, as you may be well aware, was based on six strategic priorities, one of which was a safe and healthy community. With that in mind, and with the COVID pandemic in mind, as chair, what would be your plans to help address any additional need for uh, health care workers, for hospital beds, for personal protective equipment um, here in the county? Absolutely. We, through our funding, we support uh, health care institutions such as the um, uh, Gwinnett Medical Center, Viewpoint Health. We support our public health department through subsidy funding and CDBG funding, as well as several community-based uh, healthcare institutions that serve indigent communities and provide healthcare on a sliding fee scale. And I think that through funding, uh, we can increase funding to help support the need for those who don't have access to healthcare. Right now, uh, the county is wait has applied to a grant to receive CARE Act funding to be able to get reimbursed for some of the expenditures related to, to healthcare, to support um, our public health, our hospitals, 
our um, our service providers, uh, also our uh, fire fire and EMS. The EMS responds to almost 90% of the calls is emergency related and healthcare related. And so we also have to look at that from that respect as well and uh, support our healthcare institutions and our frontline workers. And I wholeheartedly uh, agree with prioritizing the needs of our frontline staff people. Okay, thank you. Now, continuing on with the question about the uh, current Board of Commissioners, the current chair in March declared a local emergency that would authorize her to take certain steps to help address the pandemic. Among the things that she could do would be um, utilize the resources of various county agencies. She could make temporary housing available for emergency shelters and a number of other things. Now, if you were elected chair, um, what actions, if any, might you consider taking under such a, an emergency declaration to help address the pandemic and to help ensure the continued health and safety of county employees and residents? Absolutely. I would absolutely use my authority and prioritize uh, the need for um, to, to fund programs right now, well, actually programs that are feeding uh, our communities right now. The biggest um, uh, need we're seeing is people as a way, because they're losing their jobs, they're having a hard time feeding their families. And I would set aside funding and use the emergency declaration to draw down funding to be able to, to support the organizations that are feeding our communities because we're seeing such a, such a substantial need out there. In addition, I would love to put set-asides for businesses to help them come back from COVID, the small businesses that are having a hard time uh, accessing funding from the federal government, we, could we possibly do something at the local level to ensure that we're supporting our local businesses to help them get back off the ground when all is said and done? Um, we have the capacity uh, to uh, set aside funding to support the need, and I would put it in that direction. Okay, thank you. Switching gears just a little bit now, going to the question concerning voting and African-Americans. Some people, particularly younger African-Americans, may not be inclined to vote at all. What would you say to those people to convince them that they should vote and specifically that who is elected to the position of commission chair in Gwinnett should matter to them? Absolutely. And I, I spend a great deal of time talking to our youth. I started the Gwinnett Youth Commission as a way to empower youth to help them understand the importance of local government. Um, I think it goes beyond just telling them it's important to go to vote, go vote. I think we have to put programs in place to help them understand the local elected process. They need to understand local government. They need to understand how representation works. They need to understand who represents them. Why would they just go out and vote and not understand any of that process? And I put together a program, the Gwinnett Youth Commission, to help young people understand and cultivate that next set of leaders so that when they are ready to vote, they understand how to access information to be an informed voter, how to register to vote, where to go to vote, where to get information on representation and how my taxes are being um, uh, applied and what services I'm getting as a constituent of this community. And so it just goes beyond that. I think, you know, once you put those in place, you could sell the idea, okay, now you need to vote. But once they get involved and get over that hurdle of, of getting that access to that education, then the rest is history. They'll, they're going to be, they're going to be involved and they're going to be a part of that process. 
Thank you. Ms. Hendrickson, I'd like to give you a few minutes to share anything else that you feel is important for voters here in Gwinnett County to know about you and your candidacy for commission chair. Thank you. I would like the voters to know I have a heart for this community. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a social worker. I'm a community resident. I've been a resident here for 14 years. I'm not a politician and I'm not a career politician, but I am somebody who is a career public servant because I've made Gwinnett County my passion and my my life service. I uh, am passionate about this community and I'm passionate to see our communities thrive, especially those who have not had opportunities for a while, those who have not had a seat at the table, those who have been underrepresented and those who have felt like their voice was unheard. I wanna represent the people who have felt left out of the conversation for a long time because it's time for change. And I feel that I represent uh, that new generation of uh, of this community and the changing face and the changing population. And I feel that I can bring a new voice, a strong voice and leadership to county government. And I ask for those who are listening to vote for me, Nicole Love Hendrickson. You can learn more about my campaign at loveforgwinnett.com and follow me on all social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, and you can reach me through my website as well. I'm open for business and open to have a conversation with you. Ms. Hendrickson, on behalf of the Gwinnett African-American Caucus of the Democratic Party of Georgia, I'd like to thank you for taking part in today's interview. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in and make sure that you vote in the June 9th election. Thanks again for joining us, and thank you for listening to The Gwinnett Pulse, a podcast from the Gwinnett African American Caucus. To learn more about the caucus, please visit GwinnettAAC.com.